simply that you are charmed by us and not put off. Uh, we have no advertisers. We have no breaks in between. Well, let's just get right into it. <laughs> On to episode four, Romeo and Juliet in space. Yep. So we're just going to talk about the kids storyline first. And then we're going to talk about the adult storyline. Because this episode is really about the kids interacting and getting to know each other. And, and on a separate in a separate storyline, it's about Ken and Sherry interacting and getting to know each other on a date. And they're both very important stories in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to like try to dilute either story by trying to mix it in. I think that we should talk about them separately. Yeah. Let's... Recap a little bit. So from okay. this is directly after the last episode. Directly after. And the AV Club kids, Luke, McQuaid, Kate, and Tyler are now being bullied by yep. the drama club. They've, they're holding down Luke. In a twisted turn of events. The <laughs> drama club yeah. is the bullies. In a twisted turn, which is the genius of this show, <laughs> is there's no jocks. There's no, like... Mm-mm. It's just the drama club. It's just the drama kids in the AV club. They're both, like, low on the in the social <laughs> the ladder. But they're holding down Luke and Tyler and McQuaid. And they're drawing on their faces, like... <laughs> Luke gets a clown face <laughs> with this, like, glow-in-the-dark makeup. And then McQuaid gets, like, a mustache <laughs> and a goatee. And a Frida Kahlo eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. It's not Frida Kahlo, it's just a unibrow. It's just a unibrow, but... And then, uh, and then, and then, and then Tyler. Oh, he gets a he dick. He gets a dick. All right ten things I hate about you. Face. So, they're doing that, and Kate is just being held back. Like, she's like, let me go. They don't draw on her face. Tyler looks so heartbroken, though. Like, man, they drew a dick on my face. Kate is like, you guys are being mean. He has something to say. Y'all should listen. And then he goes and gets Zima. Oh, yeah, Zima. That's our 90s reference of the episode. <laughs> Zima, ladies and gentlemen. The the, the taboo the, alcohol the bargaining that chip. Kate wanted him to steal from his mom was Zima. Mm-hmm. And then Oliver. Oliver's impressed. He's impressed by the Zima. I don't know if it's the Zima or just that he brought it. That he brought alcohol. I'm going to vote that it's the Zima. <laughs> and now Luke is trying to convince them that it's good that the play is canceled because it was going to be a terrible play because it's Uncle Vanya and that's Anton Chekhov. And I'm sure, I think I would have been bored watching it. But these drama kids are like, that's not cool, dude. We were really excited to do that. And they want him to convince them that they should make, that his, his movie, idea, yeah. yeah, that his idea to make a movie is better than this play. And Oliver is really the only one that's like, all right, talk to us about it. Yeah. Everyone else is like, no, this is a terrible idea. Oliver is listening, actually. And he's kind of the leader of the drama club. And he wants to know what this movie idea is. Luke and Kate pitch it. It's mostly Kate's idea. She pitches a sci-fi movie idea. She's coming up with this movie with Luke. Which is, this is one of their great team working moments, I think. It just shows that Kate actually cares as a friend. And she cares about her friendship with Luke. But then... There's the moment where she says... Where Emmeline is like, this sounds like a boring action movie. What can I do in this? And Kate's like, actually... It's a love story. Talk about it, Bailey. Just talk (laughs) about it. 
So Kate just proposes not a new idea for the movie, but just like a, another another aspect of the movie that she and Luke want to make. And she basically says that it's a love story and there are these characters in it that have a, you know, they just, it's a love story. And the whole time she's talking about it, I feel like Kate's just looking. She and Emmeline share this look. Eye contact. And just, just. It's really charged. So Kate and Emmeline do share this moment. Yeah, because Kate, they share a, it. A tangible But then Kate's moment. the one that looks away first. Because Luke has said something and is looking at her. Yeah. So Kate's acknowledging that Luke is speaking, so, but she's, her and Emmeline make this eye contact where she's like, because he's in love when she's referring to the main character of this movie they're making up, and her and Emmeline have this, like, where Kate kind of, it seems like she's realizing she has a crush on Emmeline. Mm-hmm. There, I can't think of anything else it could be. And Emmeline is like, caught up in it. Yeah. I don't know if she feels the same way, but it seems like it's the first time she sees Kate and is not being a dick. Yeah. It's d- and doesn't see her as, like, easy like prey. Yeah. Uh, like, in the locker room when she saw her and was like, I'm gonna pick on you. Because she doesn't. She doesn't pick on her in this. I mean, she doesn't pick on her in this episode, but, like, their their friendship or relationship just develops a lot, I think, in yeah, this episode. I think Emmeline does have complicated feelings because it seems like she sees something in Kate, but she doesn't know what it is. And she still has feelings for Oliver. Yeah. And Kate, for what it's worth, is just realizing she might have feelings for Emmeline. And has to deal with that. Yeah. So, Kate is really being a great pal here. Yep. She's being a great girlfriend, even if she doesn't want to be his girlfriend. She's confronting these people that she never, that made fun of her in the first place. The drama club. They're scary people. They're intimidating. They are intimidating. They don't care who sees them or what they look like. They're so confident in their skin. And, oh, one of the drama kids is Jessica Betts. Jessica Betts. From Morning Announcements. (laughs) She has one of my favorite lines in the the last episode when they're talking about if they're going to have to take drama club off of their college. college Was that in the last episode? It was before they opened the curtain. She says, are we going to have to take it off of our college submission letters? (laughs) Oh, my God. She's so upset about it. It's it's not artificial at all, but mm-hmm. the way she says it, it she means it. <laughs> it's it, it's she's, it's really going to affect her college yeah, applications. That's more fantastic delivery from these actors. <laughs> they really have a nuanced understanding of the characters and what they're going through. Anyway, Kate's the driving force here in this whole thing. This is the first time we see Kate orchestrating anything, which I think is a big moment. Big big moment. And she. Actually has a lot of ideas, too, mm-hmm. that people are listening to. Like, to yeah. Go Kate. Like, it wasn't until the second time watching this that I, I really saw it saw. right away. I didn't see it. I <laughs> thought Emmeline was just this just bitchy drama club persona who was picking on Kate, and I really mm-hmm. didn't see anything about their relationship until, you know, later on in the show. I didn't see it 
A lot of big moments for these characters. These char man, they just go through a lot yeah. of just go through a lot of emotions <laughs> here. And this is Emmeline looks real. Yeah, she looks like she's actually like a human being and to she's, what Kate's saying. Yeah, she's feeling it. Emmeline, it, up until now, is just playing a character, mm -hmm. and in this moment, it feels like she's sees that Kate is looking at her so intensely. Like, why is Kate looking at her this way? You know, after she's why just is love? Yeah, at like her that way. Kate doesn't know why, but I think her heart does. I don't know. I don't know. And Luke is like with one of the aliens. So he's saying that Secret Service agent is in love with one of the aliens. And he's making it about him and Kate. Well, Kate's making it about... I think Kate was very much making it about her and Evelyn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Without knowing it. Yeah. At least until she made eye contact. And, and then, then it was like, oh, crap. Yeah. And then she goes to, like, lean on Oliver. Emmeline goes to lean on Emmeline, Oliver. Sorry. Emmeline goes to lean on Oliver. After she feels this weird, like... Connection with Connection Kate. with Kate. She's like, I need my boyfriend. She goes to, like, just feel him and, like, lean on him. And mm -hmm. he just straight up just, like, walks away. Yeah. He wants nothing to do with Nothing her. at all. And then he says this line that just cracks me up. He's just like, I don't trust anyone I haven't had a drink with. He says that to Luke. He says it to Luke. And then he sets the six-pack of Zima down right in front of his feet. And demands that Luke, who is like 14, just start drinking. Luke is just a freshman. And he wants him to just chug this alcohol. And so, you know, what, so is, he does, what, is, what does Luke, Luke do? Like, okay, fine. I'll chug this Zima. I don't care. And so we see <clears throat> Luke chugging a Zima. This is one of my favorite Kate McQuaid mm -hmm. moments. Because Kate and McQuaid don't interact they a lot. They don't interact a whole and lot. And McQuaid clearly does not like Kate. Yeah. At all. It's not Kate, it's just what she's doing to his friend. Yeah. Well, she's not technically doing anything wrong. I mean, I agree, but from McQuaid's perspective. Yeah, McQuaid thinks that Kate has gotten them into trouble every step of the way. Absolutely. <laughs> he's playing, he's... It, in one of the later episodes, he calls her Yoko. Yeah. Just in passing. <laughs> it's like... It's so natural. They're walking by, and the camera goes to McQuaid, and he sees her, and she's just like, like Yoko. Yoko. And then we go back to Kate and Luke, and it's it's a great moment. It's totally unnecessary mm -hmm. for McQuaid to say this. But in this scene, in particular, Kate is sitting next to McQuaid, and he's like, she asks to see if he's even had a drink, if Luke has even had a drink, and McQuaid is like, do you even know your boyfriend? And Kate kind of just rolls her eyes, mm -hmm. like, no, I don't. Because of course she doesn't. They and just met. I think she's also thinking, I was gonna end this all a couple <laughs> hours ago. <laughs> you guys <laughs> messed up my entire plan. Why did I agree to this? Why do I feel bad? <laughs> and then also, this is this episode really like is one of my favorite Luke moments. You know, because, like, he just, he does get a little funny, you know, because he's been drinking some drama. And he just cracks me up in this episode. Because mm -hmm. he gets really passionate about his movie, and he gets really passionate about, like, all the ideas that he has. Mm -hmm. And he just straight up just steals the jewel off of Emmeline's forehead and just puts it on his own. He's, he's just like, the aliens. He's the goofiest. He's funny. He's actually a kid in this episode, He is, yeah, and I really like that about him, because earlier in the season... We see him be way more of adult, an adult than, than he should be. You're super mature for your age, Luke. Yeah. 
Chill and out. And I really like seeing you as just, like, a little kid enjoying your time in high school. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite Tyler moments. Yeah, absolutely. They're all chanting Chug mm-hmm. and McQuaid. And, and Tyler's excited, too, and chanting. And then McQuaid scolds him for it. But, my, but, my, <laughs> but Tyler's just like, I don't even care. The this is second cool. McQuaid looks away, Tyler's like, and he goes right back. He makes a face like, oh, McQuaid's not looking. And he goes right back uh-huh. into, into chanting Chug. And he looks so excited. And then Luke does Chug more Zima. Luke is not one to back down from a challenge. Luke is, he is that guy that he's like, you put something in front of me, I'm going to do it. So he does. He chucks the beer and Emmeline thinks it's funny, I guess. They're all kind of laughing, and except for Kate. Oh, and then and this. And then this moment. All right. So, guys, Emmeline is Emmeline, watching the Luke she's chug She's watching alcohol. Luke Kate chug the alcohol and she's having a good time and she's smiling. She thinks it's kind of funny. And it's, it's funny. Stupid. It is funny. And then she looks directly at Kate. And Kate looks at Emmeline because she always seems to be drawn to look at her. Emmeline's smiling, and then Emmeline smiles at Kate. And they share more eye contact. And Kate is, like, so adorable in that moment. I just feel like Kate just sees Emmeline looking at her, and it's this, for the <laughs> second time in this in this night that they've made not-weird bully-slash-victim eye contact mm-hmm. or just contact in general and so Kate's just like oh oh I oh okay and they hold eye contact for like longer than would be normal for the two of them yeah and then Kate just makes this face like oh, I don't even I don't know they just like Emmeline smiling at Kate and Kate is just she smiles with, back. Yeah. And it's so adorable. It's it's like a moment where Emmeline is acknowledging Kate's existence. Yeah. In an, in in a non-threatening Whatever that may in mean. a non-bullying yeah. way. In a in a in a way that's totally different from the locker room mm-hmm. acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Where like she's she's not being mean. She's like, "Oh, hey, you're a person." And Kate is so sweet. She just smiles back and is like, you're not being mean to me. And then she just like looks down and she's just like, I'm out. I can't. I don't know what to do about it. (laughs) She's nervous. Yeah. She's being acknowledged by Emmeline in a way that's not hostile. Mm -hmm. For the first time. And I just, I just feel that I think everyone's had that moment where... Everybody has. Somebody they like acknowledges them and looks at them and is... It's just... It's a sweet moment. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you're here. I'm here. I'm happy to see you. Even if that's not exactly what the look is. It seems like... It seems like it is for Kate. Like, Kate takes it that way. Yeah. And I don't think Emmeline is being vicious. I think for the first time, Emmeline Mm -hmm. is like, actually, you're kind of cool. Yeah. I think we see Emmeline's attitude shift quite a bit in this episode. Yeah, because she's losing Oliver. And we're also seeing her as a person and as a character more. But you, like, see her not as a character. You know what I mean? Like, in the show, you don't see Emmeline playing, like, Uh some person to be with Oliver. You see Emmeline as Emmeline. In this episode? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is really the first time we, like, actually get to see that side of her. Not just always being on. And this moment where where Luke has taken the... It just cracks me up, man. It's like a Gwen Stefani-like jewel. jewel. 
that that it's like a stick on rhinestone that em, that Emmeline had in the, in the middle of her eyebrows and Luke takes it and puts it on his head and he thanks his girlfriend Kate for coming up with the entire thing and he's just super jazzed about it <laughs> and it's so like good. awkward for everybody he's else he's yelling about how she's the greatest cuz she is Kate's the most uncomfortable one in the room because she's just <laughs> like I I swear I think it's cuz she was my theory is still that Kate was going to say she wanted, wanted to break, to up, break with up with him. So this is just... I'd, I'll have to rewatch the episodes again to like look at it from that, but I have not ever yeah. watched that episode. In the last episode, idea. Kate called Luke. Mm-hmm. And he didn't I mean, answer. you're right. I've never once considered why she called him. And we don't know. Well, we don't. I'm speculating that she called him and she goes over to tell him something. She says she's going to tell him something. And then gets totally sidetracked by this plot line, mm-hmm. <laughs> where she feels guilty and wants to make up for it, uh, for Luke getting bullied by the drama club. So I think this is, like, she still feels guilty, and she still wants to tell him, yep. like, hey, I can't do this with you. And then we get this lovely moment. I love this moment between Oliver <laughs> and Tyler. Oliver asks Tyler to go talk to him alone. Mm-hmm. And Tyler goes. I know. And this is our first time that we see Tyler not with his friends. Yeah. Like, outside of his little mm-hmm. comfort zone. And Oliver is just asking him about Luke and, and if he should trust him. And and this, that's what's beautiful about this, is that Oliver trusts Tyler's opinion. Yeah. Oliver's asking for Tyler's opinion and is validating his existence mm-hmm. and listening to what he has to say. Everything Tyler says with Luke and McQuaid just gets... First of all, McQuaid, who is the most judgmental guy I've ever seen on the screen, probably takes everything Tyler says and picks it apart. Yep. And Luke... Luke kind of just, just dismisses everything that he says, yeah. I think. Luke is pretty... I wouldn't say selfish, but I think Luke has his own ideas and he thinks that he's right. Yeah. Uh, which is great, because he's confident. That's rare to see in somebody so young. I think that Luke has a, an amazing belief in himself. And Tyler, but Tyler doesn't. Tyler doesn't believe in himself. No, he doesn't. But Oliver And does. Oliver brings that out in him. Oliver's like, no, dude, like, you are the only person I'm connecting with in this group. Like, tell me what you think of this guy. This is a beautiful moment. This is, like, my Tyler... This is my heart of the episode moment, I think. This and and in a separate moment in the date later yeah. that we'll talk about. But I think this is a great Tyler Oliver moment. Because it, it's, it's the first development of their friendship, too. Mm-hmm. And he still has a dick on his face. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. And then right after this scene where Tyler's just like, yeah, you should trust Luke. Oliver has also been ta- talks to him and is like, tell me your name again. And Tyler kind of just says it. And Oliver's like, no, be confident. Be proud of your name. So I think that's the first time that anybody's ever dem- really told him to be confident. Yeah, demanded it of him. And then this. And then this. So immediately after we see Oliver and Tyler leave their conversation... The camera pans to Emmeline finishing off finishing off, just polishing off that Zima, 
And so she she's standing direct, like she looks directly at Kate, who's standing right next to her. And then they go and they sit in a circle to place in the bottle. Wait, but but we have to acknowledge that they're standing. They're next standing. To each other. They're right they're, next to each other. Somehow they've gravitated towards somehow. each other. And they're having so suspicious. It's like amicable. Yeah, like they're not angry, and like we've never really seen them that close. On purpose. It seems like they might have been having a conversation. Yeah. Kate had to get up from yeah. the couch she was sitting on to go stand next to Emmeline. What happened there, people? What happened there? We're speculating. We don't want we to. We need to know. Somebody write the fan fiction. Somebody, <laughs> please. <laughs> and it's Emmeline. not just spin the bottle. It's seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. So, like, that's a little more. bit more... And so then we, we see Oliver and Emmeline, like, looking at each other after they all get in the circle, mm-hmm. right? And Oliver's play. not and playing. And Oliver's not playing. She doesn't... Emmeline doesn't even ...make try. an effort to try to get Oliver to play. And she just straight up throws or, like, slides the bottle to Kate and is like, all right, you go ahead. And Kate's like, no, I don't... I'm, I don't really... Yeah, Emmeline I'm straight okay. peer pressures Kate. <laughs> just that. 100%. <laughs> Right. And then here comes Luke. Drunk Luke. And Luke's like, nah, we're gonna play. Let's do it. And Emmeline just makes this oh, face at Kate that just... Face. Just so many things I feel like she... In this scene, she just makes this face at Kate after Luke comes in and is like, nah, we're gonna play. She just gives Kate these eyes that just says, like, I don't even have words for I think the look that, that she gives Kate. It's, it's hard to unpack. I think that... Once she knows that Kate has decided to play, she there's a moment of realization of like, oh, this might actually happen. Like, what if we do kiss? Yeah. Do I want that? Yes. And should I have pushed her into this at all? And what am I doing to this girl? I think this is Emmeline realizing like... She might be more influential than she thinks. Yeah. In Kate's life. Yeah. So Kate's just like, all right, okay, I guess we're doing this. Yeah, Kate's not a confrontational <laughs> person, I think we find out. And so... Kate goes If and you didn't know before. <laughs> if you had no idea that Kate was just very reserved, you know now. <laughs> yeah. And so Kate goes and she sits down to play spin the bottle. And she goes, spin the stupid bottle. And... And it lands... It, it well, lan- before it lands. all of that, there's a lot of eye contact between Kate and Luke. And Luke and Kate. And Kate and Emmeline. And Kate and the bottle. And Kate and the bottle. Kate looks at man, Luke, Then looks at Emmeline... Then looks at the bottle and it looks like she's de- like determining she's what she wants. She's trying to make it land on a specific person. Who? I don't know. But she's trying to make it land somewhere. I think we know. I think we know what we want it to be. I know who I want it to be. I think she wants it to land on Emmeline. The whole night they're they're flirting. It's sort of like unintentionally making eye contact across the room. It just seems like Kate wants it. Kate is acknowledging she wants Emmeline in this episode. So then the bottle lands on Emmeline. Emmeline. And Emmeline's like, just, she's there for it. She's like, yep, all right, let's go. Here we go. Emmeline's not faced at all. She's not, she doesn't even blink. Emmeline just seems so ready for that. She's like, all right. Seven minutes in heaven. This is happening. And then freaking Jessica Betts. Jessica Betts. Listen, I like Jessica Betts all season. We love her. And I still like her after this episode. (laughs) Except for this this one moment. One second. Doesn't count, she says. She says it doesn't count, and Emmeline is offended. 
I'm like, Excuse me. Why does it why not, not count that it landed on me? And she just says, because it's two girls. It doesn't count. That's gross. And um, Emmeline just seemed a little offended, but let it go. And then Kate was like, okay, that's fine. I'm good. Let's, okay. Kate was like, ugh, as long as I don't have to kiss anybody. Yeah. I don't think anybody. Kate wanted to deal with that right now. Kate's not ready. She's not. Her body's not ready. Her nope. mind's not ready. Especially never a first kiss with Emmeline. Uh-huh. No, nope, she's not there yet. And then, so <laughs> then Luke... <laughs> Luke grabs the bottle. And Kate looks terrified. She looks like, uh-oh, no, what did I, what have I done? Luke goes, Luke, Kate's Look face. at how ballsy this kid is, because she knows. She knows what he's about to do. Yeah, and Kate's face is like, oh, here oh, we go. no, I forgot that <laughs> he was this also might happen. Ugh. I, I don't know why Kate thought that she, this was all going to work out for her. But it very much doesn't. And she looks horrified when Luke picks up the bottle. <laughs> and, and barely spins it. And spin. It it's, lands on Kate. He doesn't even try to spin it for real. He just throws it in her direction. spin ever. And everyone's super excited about this. Then they go to the prop closet. They turn on this black light. So Luke has all this clown makeup on, and in the black light of the prop closet... Just looks ridiculous. It's all glowing, and he looks like... I'm really glad that the writers or whoever, the director, whatever, who decided to put that makeup on Luke in the black light room... (laughs) He looks so In this moment, you know, like, it just takes a lot of the pressure Mm -hmm. off, I think. Like, as a viewer, you know, like, it's just like... It's not as stressful as I think it yeah. could be, just because of that makeup. Because, and it takes all of the, I don't know, the, the sexualization out yeah, of it, Yeah, it just makes it purely comical like, just and funny. sweet. And it should be, because they're, they're kids. They're children. <laughs> There's this moment where Kate's like, oh, I should put on lip gloss, I, I guess. Obviously. And drunk Luke is like, duh. <laughs> like, but he's clearly so nervous. He's nervous and he's drunk and he's like, I've never kissed a girl in case I'm bad at it. And I think Kate feels for him. She does because I don't, I mean, we don't know because she's never said it, but I'm going to go ahead and just <laughs> assume she's also never kissed a boy. She's never kissed anyone. And so she they says it in just, the next episode. Well, but at this point, we don't know that. At this point, we don't know if she's and kissed And so they anyone. just kind of, they jump into it. Yeah. You know? But she, I think she feels guilty. I think she for likes him as a person. All of that. I think she just wants to to. She kind of wants to be able to like this, and the opportunity's there, so she takes it. She actually takes the lead mm-hmm. this time. She's been avoiding kissing him this whole time, and she finally does it. Gets gets the the clown makeup all over her lips. It's hilarious. And this is like my favorite <laughs> favorite line of the entire series. Is Luke is just like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. He's so smitten and, and he's enamored. so in love with her. And then and then Kate just looks down and just straight up is just I think I'm a lesbian. The deadest <laughs> moment of the guys bailey sanders again talking about gayest moment of the episode uh episode four gayest moment of this episode um there's a couple but the the biggest one is after luke and kate finally have their first kiss and she 
just immediately after he's just in this stupor, Kate just says, I think I'm a lesbian. And there's just, there's a lot of feels there. Yeah. That's a, in a lot of ways, that's like the dropping of the bomb. Yeah. For their relationship and for Kate's story. Yeah. We've been waiting for this, people. Kate has been obviously gay this entire time. <laughs> but we needed her to know it and say it. Yeah. And why why do you think she said it then? I don't know why she chose to say it then because I feel like she's known this whole time, but I think it was really just maybe she thought that kissing a boy would not necessarily change her mind, but maybe she would think that, okay, well, maybe I could be with a, a boy or something. I don't know. But she chose that moment just immediately. At, she didn't even, like, try to give it a second shot. She just, in that moment, she knew. Which makes me feel like she's known for a really long time. And now she has a friend, you know, in, in the form of, of Luke. And whether or not he's happy about that. You know, like, yeah. he, she has a friend. And I think it's the first time she really feels comfortable with anybody having, like, a real a real relationship or connection or just talk with I think that's why she chose that moment. <laughs> Gayest moment oh, of the no. episode. <laughs> and your heart sinks for Luke. Yeah. He is like, excuse me, what? And Kate... Kate is kind of like, I actually just said that out loud. Yeah. Oh, crap. And she said it to Luke, like, of all people. Which, I mean, it makes sense, but we don't really know at this point, like, how he's going to react to that. You know, like, he could be mad. He could be just really upset. He could have reacted really poorly to that. But she didn't think about any of those things either. Yeah. She's kind of impulsive. Yeah, he was drunk. He could he have was just drunk. He could have said something. Could have said a lot. And she, she is also, this is another example of Kate and her gay panic. <laughs> Biggest she, gay panic is just, I think I'm a lesbian. And that has been your biggest <laughs> moment. She looks horrified. She's horrified. Like, I just said that out loud. Mm -hmm. Oh no. But Luke's face, he's just like, what? And there's no time to process because Oliver opens the door mm -hmm. and the drama club's out there and says they're gonna they're gonna do the movie. And this is the music moment of this the episode. This is the music moment because of the episode. <laughs> Weezer's pink triangle is playing and, and the, the most important lyric in that in that song is what is it oh i'm, I'm dumb. dumb she's, she's a, a lesbian. lesbian yeah luke you're not dumb but she, she is a pretty pretty big lesbian oh she's so a lesbian poor kate not poor kate i support you but also just like god that's emotional it is to deal with i get it and that's just the kids folks that is just one half of the episode Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pitching the movie. It's spin the bottle. It's Kate's thinks she's a lesbian. So many things. Yeah. Oh, God. And then we still have to we talk, talk about, about the parents. Ken and Sherry. Because they went on a date, people. Again, this is the same day as the last episode. They've agreed. They've just met today. And they agreed to go on a date and talk about parenting and their kids and... I think they're both just really lonely mm -hmm. and trying to connect with another 
adult. Yeah. In a similar situation. The, yeah, because they're both single parents and struggling. And Sherry sees that Ken's in his daughter's life constantly. Yeah. Ken sees that Sherry seems to have this good relationship with her son. I think they're both envious of each other's relationships with their kids. Yeah. Without also realizing that their own relationship with relationships with their kids are just important in their own way. Mm-hmm. They both bring different things to the table. So Sherry pulls up. They both drive separately, and she pulls up next to him, and she's starting to like give herself a pep talk. But then she looks over. And sees Ken doing the same thing and just totally honks the horn and embarrasses him. Because she thinks it's cute. She thinks he's so cute. Oh, and this is at Croutons. Crouton Factory. We're back at the Crouton Factory. This is my factory. favorite restaurant, just in case anybody didn't already know that. This isn't a real restaurant. I actually looked it up. Anyway. It's basically... It's a low bar Olive Garden. <laughs> oh... Ken. Yeah, they're talking about disciplining their kids, and since he's the principal, he's like, this is what I have to do. I don't like to be the bad guy. It's just what I gotta do. I also think there's a gender thing here, like, mm-hmm. that men feel like they... they I'm not a disciplinarian. Man, so I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. That, and he's the principal, you know? But Sherry is just like, actually, I was kind of glad he pulled the alarm, like... For uh, once he got in trouble. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And they're actually, they're talking about her relationships, too. Yeah. Adult dates are weird, man. But Ken plays it real cool. He doesn't have to, but he does. So they start off this date with... I'm really talking a lot about themselves, but talking a little bit about themselves. Ken asks Sherry, you know, like, I don't even know what he asks her. But she just says, no, I don't don't go on a lot of dates. Yeah, so the, the... the gist of their date is, yeah, that she she's really attractive, but she doesn't go on a lot of dates, probably because she's busy being a parent. Yep. And because most of these guys, she says, seem sleazy. And really what happens is they go on this date, and they connect, and they joke a lot, and she eventually asks him, because she's saying that it's nice that Luke got in trouble for once, because he's always trying so mm-hmm. hard not to be... And I think he's trying to be a good kid because his mom's not there all the time. And she asks how Ken was as a kid. And Ken is so vanilla. It's it's obvious that Sherry is, like, way more experienced in life than he is. Mm-hmm. And Ken is like, no, I didn't do anything bad. And Sherry's, like, so ready to dive into that confession. She's like, is there anything you ever wanted to do? And... Ken's like, yeah, actually, I've always wanted to TP somebody's house. I just, I love Sherry's reaction to that, though, too, because she's just like, you better, you better calm down. You better keep it down, Ken. You don't <laughs> want anybody to know. <laughs> yeah. And she just goes real hard with the fact that he's never TP'd a house. Mm-hmm. And then what do they do? They go to the grocery store to buy a bunch of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. While they're there, there's this kid behind the register, right? Yeah, and while they're checking out with all of their, you know, like, 40 rolls of toilet paper, this kid is just like, hey, man, you were my principal. I just, you know, I was an idiot in high school, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> and Ken is just like, no, it's fine. Like, we're good. 
And the kid just kept going on about how Ken just took the time and, you know, was important. Could have been a jerk. He could have been a jerk and kicked him out of school, but he didn't. And then my favorite part of this this date is when they get out to the car and Sherry's just like, oh, you really changed that kid's life. And Ken's just like, no, it's fine. He dismisses it. He dismisses it. But Sherry is so impressed. And then I think it's really funny when Sherry's like, all I do is motivate people to stow their their trays and put their seat in the upright position. And Ken is like, no, you do more than that. You handle those peanuts in the bags that are impossible to open. Yeah. And <laughs> Sherry's like, hey, don't joke. I'm being serious. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. But she's also kind of like hurt by it. Yeah. So like, hey... That's not fair. That is what I do. <laughs> and I'm trying to compliment you. You're insulting me while I'm trying to compliment you. But she takes it in stride. I think probably because Ken's such a, like, a harmless mm -hmm. nerd. Oh, and then they go to teepee a house. Oh. And we don't know whose house it is until... <laughs> Lights come on. They both freak out. Hide behind a bush. Mm -hmm. And out pops, that, I don't know if you remember her from that, episode one. That, I don't even want to say it. The B word that asked about toner. In the episode, was that the first the one? The first episode. The first episode. Dude, she was so mean to Ken after having, like, been with him during the summer. She says that she's not attracted to him anymore. So what did he do? He went and teepeed her house. Mm -hmm. But... They parked right in front of it, so and she knew what his car was, so she totally calls him out. She's like, Ken, I can see your car, and they're laughing in the bushes, and she's like, I can hear you, and she's so mad, and she's like, just clean it up. And we don't, I don't know if we ever, I don't know if they cleaned they it up. They probably didn't. I kind of hope they did But didn't. then, like, you just, it shows, it shows Ken and Sherry, and the teacher goes back inside, and he's just like, we might have gone out a few times. Yeah. And they just, like, die laughing. It's so sweet. I love it's it. It's actually kind of the perfect date. They mm -hmm. go to the crouton factory. They TP somebody's house. And then and then there's the moment where they mm. go back to the crouton factory. And he drops her off at her car to, like, you know, they're, they're going home for the night. And you can tell that both of them just really want to, like say something or kiss or kiss or something there's so much chemistry between them and they just they don't and no, then ken's really like he is he's white and i think mm -hmm. he's trying not to be inappropriate and that's fair but then like so they're leaving and then sherry turns around and is just like oh hey also is it okay that we don't tell the kids oh yeah and i feel like that really hurt ken's feelings I think so. Not maybe his feelings, but just I feel like he just didn't think that that was a necessary thing to say on a first date. And I think he was really hopeful that she didn't want, that she actually was going to, like, ask him back to kiss her or something. Lovely. And there's no, like, oh, hey, let's do this again. He, he kind of just has to rely on his own instincts from here on out. And that's the end of that date. That's yeah. it. Like, let's not tell the kids... Have a good night. And I, we just really want more from them, I think. That's, we're left wanting more. Ken's left wanting more. Sherry looks 
a little disappointed mm-hmm. that he didn't go for it. I think. I, I agree. It's late. You no, just I talk just about it tomorrow. I have so many feelings about Kate and Emmeline. We could do that. We could. We can have feelings about Kate and Emmeline. Cause no, we just have so many feels about There's Kate so and Emmeline in this episode. Cause it's it's like the first time Emmeline's acknowledging Kate. Yeah. And Kate is acknowledging her own feelings. Yes. And that's weird. It's different. Yes. For Kate. Yes. And it's also so, so hard to interpret Emmeline. Because we don't know her. You know, like all the other characters, we know a little bit at least about, like. I understand Oliver's. Yeah, but I don't understand really a whole lot about Emmeline yet. It's hard to know what her motivations are at all. Yeah. Emmeline, you confuse us. So much. Probably as much as you confuse Oliver. (laughs) What are your intentions with Kate? That's all I want to know. Alright, I think we've talked all we can about episode four. I think so. We talked a lot. How long is this? This Thank you for listening again. I'm Melissa Kennedy. I'm Bailey Sanders. We'll see you next week or tomorrow or whenever you're listening.